Yes, for a moment of prayer. We need you, O oh God. We need you to come in, strengthen, bless, guide, go with us and before us in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Allow us to be receptive to receiving uh, the spiritual guidance that we need in times like these. Allow us to entertain your word, to meditate on it, and to study it, Lord God, to fall on our faces and to come into your presence with thanksgiving and praise and and, and, and to make our appeals known to you for the salvation of others, for the strengthening of our lifestyles so that we can put aside bad habits, so that we will not be overwhelmed by worry or anxiety in the name of Jesus Christ, to restore relationships, reconcile relationships in the name of Jesus, allow us to put cast off bitterness or loneliness or resentment or fear or doubt in the name of Jesus. Allow us to become emotionally stable in you, to overcome any grief or shame or loss, to know that you're with us. Allow us to overcome self-centeredness and to have our hearts also turned to the needs of others in the name of Jesus. Manifest your power. Uh, give us guidance and wisdom in the education, the homeschooling of our children and our grandchildren. Help us, Lord God, to pray for those governmental leaders that are trying to navigate this season in an unprecedented uh, era and time. Allow us, Lord God, to be, be, be guided by you in the midst of it all, Lord God. Go with us. Go with our singles, Lord God, who are uh, even more isolated. Go with uh, single-lit households who are, don't have the assistance that they need, but we know that you can empower them and anoint them and strengthen them, Lord God. Go with those who are outside of your word, will, and ways because of various criminal activities. Allow there to be a calmness that, overfo that overflows and overtakes all in this season. Go with our law enforcement officers and the first responders in the name of Jesus Christ. Go with those in the healthcare system or who have placed themselves in harm's way to meet needs. Go with the cashiers at the various outlets that serve food, that, uh, that provide for our needs on a daily basis. Go with, Lord God, those who are in the midst of military uh, service and our National Guard who have been called to be first responders on the front line. Go with the world at large, Lord God, who's also, the world is experiencing this, so don't allow us to be selfish. Allow us to be conscious and conscientious of what the needs are in the name of Jesus. Go with our youth who are in the midst of missing some seasons in their lives. So go with them, Lord God. Some of them are going to miss prom. Some of them are going to miss graduation. In the name of Jesus, touch them and go with them. Strengthen them and guide them. Allow this to be a productive time in spite of. Go with those who are incarcerated and in prison, Lord God, who are in harm's way as well. We ask, Lord God, that you would push it back and not allow it to overtake that setting so that they will be free from any hurt, harm, and danger in spite of these circumstances. Go with those who are pregnant and go with the unborn children in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless our coworkers, our neighbors, our families, our churches, our finances. Allow, Lord God, us to know that you're with us in spite of being furloughed, to know with you're with us in spite of uh, our, our being let go off or downsized in terms of our jobs. Allow us to know that you're with us, even though we haven't been able to connect with getting unemployment yet, or we 
don't know quite how ends are going to meet. We know that you are able to meet our needs according to your riches and glory. So go with us, Lord God. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for the benefits of knowing you. Thank you for this Resurrection Sunday when we celebrate your power over death, your power over the grave, your power over impossible circumstances. Thank you for shining through brightly and allowing your light to illuminate our path in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus, we pray. And the people of God said, amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise. Give God some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, there's a text we want to turn you to. It's in, it's in Philippians. Amen. Philippians, uh, uh, the third chapter. Amen. Philippians, the third chapter. Praise God. And uh, the 10th verse. Verse 10. Philippians, the third chapter. Verse 10. It says, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Amen? Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Amen? Brothers, do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the outward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for his word. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for his word. I want to talk about the power of the resurrection. I want to talk about the power, the power of the resurrection. Amen. Uh, it's important that, uh, that we understand exactly the, uh, the omnipotent power of our God. And there are substitutes, counterfeits, uh, illegitimate uh, sources of power that we look to to enliven and to supply and provide. But uh, they're limited in their ability to provide power for our lives, overcoming power. Thank you, Jesus. Let me have that, okay? Just a minute. We're limited, praise God, but we have the ability to overcome through the power of our God. Amen? And so, power. You know, I, I really regret that this show, Power, has actually uh, <laughs> emasculated uh, the word power because it's, it's not about a power struggle in, in the underworld or in a drug, uh, you know, related culture. It's about real substantive power. Amen. Uh, but so, so when I talk about the power of God, there are many things that we think about. For instance, the force, strength uh, to compel, to perform, uh, to make things happen to the glory of Almighty God. We have the power to overcome. And we're thankful to God for that power that allows us to overcome. 
against any kind of resistance. Amen. See, power gives you the power to overcome resistance. It allows you to tap into your ability and God's abilities. It allows you to uh, gain stamina. Amen. That's endurance. It allows you to gain authority. That's power over the circumstances and power to command control. Amen. So, so, so the genius that we have, the brilliant minds that God has given us, he's given us even the power to overcome through that, through that ability. And, and it's important that we know that there's all kind of substantive powers, nuclear power, royal power, political power, amen, uh, demagoguery. That's, that's the power of a person to, to influence or to appeal to a person's uh, uh, emotions or prejudices to, to control a, a, a population. So you can have demagogues. Have mercy, Lord. We have the power to overcome through the power of our God. Amen. And then, you know, we have even have dynasties. That's, that's the power of family lines, the power of these, that they have, uh, that people have that control power for generations. Amen. But God has a different kind of power that he's trying to institute and make us aware of and make us sensitive to because all these other kinds of powers, they are not absolute. We can talk about absolute power. We can talk about uh, this, this autocracy, if you will, the unlimited power of, of some person like a, like a Hitler in Nazi Germany. We can talk about political power and the struggle between the rich and the poor, the de Democrats and the Republicans, but we know that that kind of power has limitations. Praise God. What we have in God is a power to overcome. Amen. And we can talk about all kinds of other kinds of power, pleasure power, the, the, the power of doctors and physicians, the power of money, the power of technology. Even now, we're benefiting by that power, the power of technology. Amen? We can talk about brain power. We can talk about, uh, you know, the power of electricity that changed the landscape of so much. Amen? But we want a different kind of power, the power that allows us to overcome, you know, a power to connect with our God, a power to defeat our enemies, a power to overcome, praise God, a power to increase our influence to the glory of Almighty God. Amen? It's important that we understand what God wants us to do through him. And this is a time and a season where a lot is happening. Isaiah 40 and 29, it says, he gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. If we don't have might, we can find in our God power to overcome weakness to the glory of Almighty God. And so we know that our God can strengthen and guide and touch us. Amen? He can touch us in mighty ways. He can touch us to come, come in closer to him. Amen? He can touch us to have our needs meet to the, met to the glory of Almighty God. God wants us to have that kind of power. Amen? So, so, so we know, we know, that's all kind of power, supernatural power. There's, there's a power, fanciful power of, you know, <laughs> of magical power. All these kinds of power, but power to judge, power to overcome, power to have, to have free will. But God wants to give us a different kind of power. Amen? The resurrection power is where it really is. It's the real power. You know, we're all making sacrifices right now. And I understand that. Amen. We're making sacrifices. And we want our God uh, 
to be with us in the midst of those sacrifices. But we need to understand that those sacrifices are part of what God wants us to do in normal, everyday routines. Amen. You know, when I preach prior to this season, one of the things that we're trying to get you to do is to sacrifice. One of the things that we celebrate in this season is the power of Jesus to sacrifice. Amen. It's important that we understand sacrifice is important. All of us are sacrificing right now. We're sacrificing our, you know, not seeing extended family and friends. We're sacrificing, you know, some of us have uh, unfortunately furloughed off our jobs, laid off, downsized. So our, our jobs and incomes, sacrifices occurred. We're sacrificing because entertainment and movies and shows and concerts and hangouts and, you know, those things are limited in this season. We're sacrificing because, you know, uh, the, the various, you know, just, just being able to hug and, and, uh, and, and, and extend your hand to somebody, you know. But also the sacrifice of busyness. Some of us, if we're not essential personnel in the workspace, we're not as busy. Amen. Uh, we're sacrificing eating out. We're, we're sacrificing travel, you know, and work for work and play. We're sacrificing uh, school. The schools are closed, and now we're now we're homeschooling. That's that's a sacrifice for for many of us. And and. Uh, the various extracurricular activities, we see sacrifice taking place. We see uh, the young people now having to sacrifice not having their proms or, or not, uh, you know, not uh, the kids not having their little, their little play dates. We never did that when I was coming up anyway. I, that's a new occurrence, play dates. Uh, extracurricular activities, sports, you know, the magic and the NFL and the NBA and and now baseball and so forth and so on. The various sports arenas are closed. That's a sacrifice not to be able to gather. We've sacrificed in terms of, you know, the social dis and physical distancing. And, and because of that, you know, we feel like our health is in peril. Amen. Uh, we're sacrificing because we're putting on these masks. Amen. I got my little mask, you know putting on these masks to try to protect ourselves and protect others. You know, it's kind of funny. If I put on this ad mask and, and walk in the bank now, they're like, oh, you know, they, they're glad to see me with a mask. But prior to this time, if I had been wearing a mask, I, I'd be considered a criminal. Isn't that something, the change that a day can bring? Yeah. God wants us to understand that sacrifice is okay. Guess what Jesus did? He sacrificed his life on the cross. Amen. In Luke's gospel, I love this text in Luke's gospel. If you want to know one of my favorite texts to describe the resurrection is the disciples on the road to, 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 to Aramaeus. And in, in the 24th chapter of the gospel according to St. Luke, just look at that passage when you get an opportunity. But it, it talks about how Jesus met them on the road and but first, they were unable to know who he was. God had, had, to, had hid his identity from the disciples, and they were walking and talking, and they were sharing about the sacrifice of Jesus. They were sharing about we thought he was the Messiah. They were sharing about the miracle signs and wonders that followed Jesus. They were sharing about the sacrifice he made on the cross and how he died. And, you know, they stretched him out, unfortunately, and put nails in his hands and rivets in his feet and a crown of thorn on his head, a spear in his side, 
all these things occurred. Have mercy, Lord. And, uh, and they're talking about the crucifixion and that death and the, the sadness, uh, the agony, the turmoil, the torture, the torment that they went through. Amen, somebody. And, and so we, uh, we see things happening that, uh, that on this road to Emmaus. And Jesus is walking and talking, and he's about to leave. Then they invite Jesus to even eat with them. Amen. And finally, after the meal, in verse uh, 30, around verse 30, when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them, and their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They had said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? Amen. You know, all the synoptics, Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John talk about the resurrection. Amen. And, and so uh, the resurrection is a powerful story about overcoming death, overcoming the grave, the reality of Jesus Christ, overcoming it all for us. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, so we want the resurrection to be an emphasis for us to understand how do we marshal the power of the resurrection. You know, in times like this, things have become precious to us that at one time wasn't so precious. Amen. Toilet tissue. <laughs> Can I get a witness? It has become precious to us. You know, paper towels. You know, precious commodity. Hand sanitizer. Precious. You know, wipes and gloves. Precious. You know, for the healthcare system, N95 masks, precious. Ventilators, precious. The PPE, personal protective equipment, precious. You know, the, the test kits that are not being produced uh, quickly enough. We want to pray that our culture, our society, our governmental authorities, our state officials are able to just crank these tests out so that we can get a handle on reeling this thing into the glory of Almighty God. So that's what our house of prayer needs to be a first priority, praying that God step in and help us manage this, help us mitigate these circumstances to the glory of Almighty God. So all these things that at one time we took for granted, now they're precious. But also what comes to the forefront as a result of this time is the preciousness of spending time with family and loved ones. What a precious time. The preciousness of nurturing your own children and, you know, delving into what their natures are, their strengths and weaknesses. What, how, how so precious. The resources saved, you know. I don't know about you, but I'm spending less money. <laughs> Have mercy, Lord. That was their initial push to try to resource the household, but, but then spending less money if you still have a job. Thank God for that. Amen. And here you are being blessed to spend some time in your home, homes that sometimes we're away from most of the time. Here we are in those homes. How precious. Home-cooked meals. How precious. Amen. You know, I, I ate something, some, some takeout food the other day, and, and I could, it, it tasted differently because home-cooked meals have been coming in. Amen, somebody. The time to quiet your spirit, the time to play a few games or to put a puzzle together. Amen, somebody. The, the precious evidence of resilience. 
how precious that is to see people resilient and see the stamina, the strength, the endurance, the hopefulness, the positiveness that comes out even in the midst of these circumstances, how precious that is. The willingness to help others. You know, I've had my neighbors go shopping for us. You know, I'm going to the store. Let me pick up something for you. Let me pick up some meat for you. Let me pick up some things for you. Again, an interaction of helps. The you know, environmental changes. I mean, that, that may not last long if when things get the engine, the industrial engine cranks back up, but this the change in the atmosphere. How precious. Amen. The time, more time for those who are not essential to exercise, to get out in the open, to, to explore the outdoors, to, 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 to see the goodness of God in nature. How precious. Appreciating the outdoors. You know, a great appreciation for my life. Can I get a witness? Thankful that I'm living in this time and in this age where life is precious. Amen. How precious it is to be in Christ and to have an appreciation for what God is doing. To, to, to have our homes, to, to appreciate our homes, to, to appreciate health, to appreciate I hope and pray spending time with God. Amen, somebody. An appreciation for that. An appreciation for, for worship. An appreciation for uh, the sanctuary be, being built in our homes. You know, the word of God says that, 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 that our houses ought to be houses of prayer anyhow, but now they're being converted and transformed into places of prayer, places, places of worship, places of meditation. How good that is. Even though the actual sanctuary is shut down, we, can, we, we garner a great appreciation for the church of Jesus Christ to be here gathered together, to have fellowship with one another. God that says, hey, enjoy this time, but also know and appreciate what I've given you. Fellowship. We're missing fellowship, but a great appreciation for the fellowship that happens even in this venue, a fellowship that happens even in this ritual, a fellowship that happens even in this time. Praise God. This fellowship with God, an understanding that God is good, a, a more great appreciation for our teachers, you know, uh, and, and, and just, just understanding that what they go through and how they manage the circumstances and what kind of expertise and skill they command in order to command a classroom. We can't sometimes handle our, few, our bunch, but they're handling, handling the classroom. Appreciation for the first responders, our, our fire, firemen, our our, our, our police officers and so forth and all those responding and appreciation for farmers and, and the workers in these various manufacturing facilities that are putting themselves in harm's way for our sake, an appreciation for life and living, appreciation for military, appreciation for our jobs. Amen, somebody. So this really ought to be a, a, a season of thankfulness. Amen. A season of thankfulness, a, a season where we understand that God is in the midst. Let me tell you something. In a season like this, we are given tools to access the power of the resurrection. Amen. We're given tools to access the power of the resurrection. In this season, we're given tools, amen, to access the power of the resurrection. What does it take to access the power of the resurrection? Well, it takes confession. Amen. Where you, where you share your weaknesses, you share your frailties, you share your, your failings, you share your missteps and mistakes, you share, 
you know, your, 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 your inadequacies. And, and in times like this, we come close to understanding our vulnerability, our frailty. Amen, somebody. We understand that, that, uh, that we need to confess our sins because our God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. God is able to take care of us. So, so if you want to access the power of God, you got to understand the power of confession. Amen. You know, one of the things that draws us closer to God is an ability to simplify our lives. You know, when I'm teaching pre this season, I'm just trying to encourage you to simplify your life. Amen. Just take a little time, down time and, and get away from the distractions and the preoccupations of life and spend a little time in the presence of God. Now we got some time to spend a little time in the presence of God, to, to have this inward reality of a single heart and a single mind focused on God. Amen. That's, that's a simplicity, a, a, a frugality, a frugalness that can happen that allows us to understand that God is near. You know, get rid of all the distractions. Here, here we are. We're at, uh, we at pubs and nightclubs and, you know, uh, bars and, you know, movie theaters and auditoriums and all these things that, that preoccupy our time so we can get a little bit simpler. And God wants us to be a little bit simpler. Amen. Solitude. You want to get before God? You know what? Jesus, Jesus found power by secluding himself, cloistering himself, finding himself in solitude and in those times of prayer and fasting. Fasting is another discipline that we can engage in in that time. We talk about the lack of food. You know, just fast for a second to the glory of Almighty God. And then the power of fasting and the power of solitude, we can draw closer to God. Amen. When we study God's word and enter into the word, God, through Jesus Christ, is the word made flesh, dwelling among us full of grace and truth, praise God. So enter into the presence of God. Enter in, into his power. Understand that a time of solitude is study. Amen. Be guided by our God. You know, the virus has caused us to sacrifice. Sacrifice is a good thing because the sacrifice of Jesus is our model. He is idyllic. He is our, our example. The sacrifice of Jesus. So during these times of sacrifice, begin to thank God for the sacrificial time. Begin, begin to thank God for times being a little bit different so that we can access the power of the resurrection. The virus gives us time to serve so we can serve others, like that neighbor who, who serves others, like that neighbor who comes in and connects with others, praise God. The power, you know, of even, of even uh, silence. You know, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Know that God is with us in the midst of our circumstances. Know that God stands by our side in the midst of what we go through, praise God. So in this time of being still, this time where we can get a little quiet time, a little silent time, you can draw closer into the power of the resurrection in times like these. Amen? Solitude, silence, service, study, submission. <laughs> Submission can draw us into, into receiving the power of our God. Amen? And so God is calling us to develop these disciplines where we know what the, what the power is underneath the power. The power of God is underneath the powers of the world. It may not be as evident, but it is the overarching power of the universe in our midst. Salvation power. 
power to preserve, the power to save, power to deliver. That's the biggest power that we should embrace. It gives us power for God to enable us, for God to provide us with endurance, for God to fight off the enemy of sin, Satan, and selfishness, and we get a grip on the power of God. Amen. See, what God wants to do, he, he really want to, he really wants to, you know, these, these are some jumper cables. Amen. In this season, the power of the resurrection can jump us off. Can I get a witness in the house? These jumper cables can, can jump you off. The power of God can jump you off, energize you, recharge you to the glory of Almighty God. But you got to be willing to receive the power of our God to let him recharge you in this season. You know, there have been lists developed about people who made the greatest comebacks in history. You know, Elvis Presley, he made a big comeback in 1968 when his career was sagging, but he came back. Muhammad Ali, after a period of uh, being, you know, banned from being able to box, he came back and won the world title again. Amen, somebody. You know, uh, Harry Truman, he came back from insurmountable odds to win the presidency. Michael Jordan came back from his uh, <laughs> excursion into baseball. And came back in order to win the championship several more times. Amen, somebody. Uh, you know, and even in history, the things that are listed as a comeback, one of them is the Black Plague in the 14th century. 25 million uh, Europeans died during that plague. And then another great comeback in 1918, the Spanish influenza, an estimate of 75 to 100 million people died. In 1918. This has happened before. 500 million people on the planet were infected. Have mercy, Lord. God has the power to give us a comeback, but the greatest comeback of all time is Jesus. Jesus dying on the cross, that ignominious death. Jesus dying for our sin, our guilt, our shame. Amen. Jesus is the greatest comeback ever seen in the world. He came, overcame death, praise God. In 33 AD, he overcame it, praise God. He overcame it and he changed the trajectory of humankind as a result of his love and power, his majesty, his greatness, his love, amen. Resurrection power is the power to overcome the greatest trial and the greatest adversity that you will ever face. Resurrection power is the power to overcome uh, the worst day of our lives. Resurrection power is the power to overcome shame and defeat and even death in the grave and grief and disappointment and difficulty and struggle and strain. Resurrection power is the power to overcome it all. Amen? That's the power of our God. The power of our God. In Isaiah, uh, the, the, the 49th chapter, the fifth verse, it says, And now the Lord says, He whom formed me, from the womb to be his servant to bring Jacob back to him and that Israel might be gathered to him for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord and my God has become my strength. Amen. In, in Romans 1 and 16 for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and to also the Greek. John 1 and, 1 and 12 it says, but to all who did receive him, he believed in his name. He gave the right, the power to become the children of God. 
Can I get a witness in the house? I'm excited about being a child of God in this season. I'm excited about the access to power, the ability, the skill, the expertise that he allows us to wield when we're connected and related to him. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Ephesians 3.16, again, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with the power through his spirit in your inner being. If you want real power, now it's time to access real power because there, there, are, there are two types of power. You know, we got a, we got, I got two batteries here. One, you know, thick, fat D battery. Amen. Can you see that? A D battery. Then I got a little, just a little double A battery. Amen. This battery, it will hold a charge for a while. But guess what? It will die. Amen. Power can be held in our society for a season. But people fall and fail. Rulers change and shift. Seasons change. Power dissipates and fails. You know, most people who were, were powerful in some way, and if they lost power, they lost finances, they lost fame, they lost fortune, they lost political power, they don't come back from that. You know, when, when uh, uh, Al Gore, you know, lost the presidency, he didn't come back from that able to run again. He lost power, you know, as a result of that losing that election. Amen. He lost power. The others who fall from grace or have moral feelings, power is lost. So human beings have the, power, have the ability, they lose power. Now, this small battery, you know what's different about this battery? This little small battery is rechargeable. <laughs> you know, you can put this battery in the charger, and it can regain energy. It can regain power. So even though this battery is bigger and uh, packs a greater voltage, it does not have the ability to recharge. This battery can recharge. Amen? So the resurrection, resurrection power gives us the power to recharge to refuel, to renew, to be made over to the glory of Almighty God. To be renewed by him is real in this season. So inner strength is real. You know, I got a, I got a little, uh, just to give another object lesson, a little, you know, this is a power cord. But you know something? It is absolutely no good right now. Why is that? Because it's not plugged in. Amen. If it's not plugged in, it's not powerful. It cannot hold a charge. It cannot power anything else. If we're not plugged into God, we don't have the power to hold a charge. We don't have the power to be renewed. We don't have the power to be refuted. We don't have the power to overcome. But God is the one that gives us inner strength, the power to be about our Father's business. One of the strengths of our, is, is the strength of our witness. Amen. This inner being we're filled up in order to be of service. We're filled up in order to become witnesses for God. Ephesians 3, 7 of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. So I received a certain kind of specialized power when I'm in relationship with God. Amen. So that relationship with God never allows me to feel impotent. It doesn't allow me to feel weak. It doesn't allow me to feel insecure when I'm in him. It allows me to overcome disappointments and difficulties and struggles and strains and trials and tribulations. So I'm never empty. 
through the power of God, I am always full. So my laughter returns, my joy returns, my hope returns, my faith returns when I'm in Christ. So the inner ability to endure suffering, the, the ability to, that enables me to engage in ministry for such a time as this, where I can face weaknesses, and I can overcome through prayer. I can be kept from evil, hurt, harm, or danger because of my relationship and connection with God. So the question today is, are you connected? Amen. 2 Corinthians uh, 2, verse 12, chapter 12, it says, uh, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ might rest upon me. Isn't that good news? That the power of God can rest upon me, that the power of God is available for me, that I can be made whole because of the power of God, that I can be a powerful witness because of God, my Father. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. So in my weakness, I am perfected to achieve strength in Christ. Amen, somebody. So I am recharged. James 5 and 16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person has great power as it is working. Amen. 1 Peter 1 and 5, you notice all these texts mention the power of our God, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last days, in the last times. So God is able to give us power. Ephesians 3, 14, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is beneath and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's good news. I can be inwardly strong, so I bow my knees. I prostrate myself before my God. I allow him to engage me and to enter into me to give me joy and peace and hope to the glory of Almighty God. I allow him, him, to be my hope, to be my strength, and to be my joy. Philippians 4, 11 and 13. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in every situation I am to be content. You know, we're fretful, we're fearful, we're fussing, we're worried, we're anxious. That's what the world does, does in this season. You know, most of the people on the planet are anxious and worried and discontent and discombobulated. As Christians, people of faith, we have to be people of hope and love and belief, and, 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 and we have to become fearless in this season. Not, not irresponsible, but fearless, knowing that God will meet our needs, that God will bless, that God will protect, that God will strengthen, that God will fill us with the resurrection power. Amen. And that's so soothing to know 
that this life is bigger than this life. This walk that I'm in currently is bigger than this walk. This journey that I'm traversing right now is bigger than me. Amen. So, so in, in, in Ephesians, I'm sorry, Philippians 4, it says, I've learned to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then it goes on to say, I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. That's the power of God alive. The power to recharge our batteries, the power to rev us up. Some of us remember when we first came to Christ. You know, I remember when I first came to Christ. Wow, what an experience to be filled with the Spirit of Christ. To know without a shadow of a doubt that God is real. That's a powerful experience. To know him, to believe on him. And, you know, I was revved up. I was charged up. I was amped up. I was excited. I was enthusiastic. I was elated. I was celebrative. Amen, somebody. I mean, I felt like I could run through a brick wall. The power of God, when it, when it, when it anoints you, it appoints you, it elects you, and it selects you to be about the work of the kingdom. So the kingdom was, you know, just first and foremost in me. And we need to learn how to get recharged on the mission of God so that we can be about our father's business. He's got work for us to do in this season especially. He's got witnesses for us to fashion and configure to fit, fit the circumstances so that folk will be lifted and hearts, spirits will be enlivened in this season so that we'll be relevant as the people of God and the ones with true hopefulness. An agnostic doesn't have hope. An atheist, they don't have hope. We have hope because of the resurrection. We have hope. We have life. We know that we are overcomers. We know that we shall overcome because of the power of our God. Amen. See, see, when you're empowered by God, when you are driven by God, when you are charged by God, when you are energized by God, there's a whole different stride you have, a whole different walk, a whole different gait, a whole different swagger that you have because you're in Christ. Amen. So just ask God, God, in this season, energize my spirit in this season. Energize my heart in this season. Give me a spirit of appreciation so I can, I, can, I, can, I can really relish the precious things that have been brought to, my, to the forefront. Things that I didn't know were precious now are precious. Amen. And help me to keep in mind that you can jump me off, that you can recharge me, that you can, I'm fully charged by the power of my God. So as we think about the resurrection, it is the overcoming power, to overcoming being drained or siphoned off, to overcome the power through the power of the resurrection. So I ask you today, have you been recharged? I ask you today, has Jesus come into your heart and mind to give you resurrection power? I ask you today, do you know that Christ Jesus is able to fulfill all your needs according to his riches and glory? Have your spiritual batteries 
been recharged? Have you been empowered by the power of the resurrection? Amen. But for, for me, you know, death is not to die. The word of God says I'm absent from the body and present with God. Amen. So, so I, he's going to prepare a place for, for me that where he is, I might be there also. He says, in, his, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, praise God. So he's prepared a place for abundant living for me on this side. And he's prepared a place for ultimate, everlasting uh, living and eternal living on the other side. And he's made special provisions for me. I like my body. And I'm going to take the best care I can of it. But you know something? I get a brand new body. I get a reboot and an upgrade in the days to come. Amen. When I do leave this body, God is going to insert my spirit, my soul, into another body. And that body, 2.0, can I get a witness in the house? That body will have different abilities. Even Jesus, you know, look at Jesus. When he got that second body, he went from, he disappeared from one place and popped up in another place. He walked through walls, if you will. He had a different level of power in that new body. And we have the promise of a body and a new body. We have the promise of life and eternal life. We have the power of God that's made available to us, to the glory of God. God is able to meet all of our needs. Do you believe that today? That God can meet needs, that God can bless he can give you joy, even in the midst of this season. Experience the joy of our God. I want to invite somebody to make a decision, to step out on faith, to let him have his way in your life, to say to him, I'm yours and you are mine. Amen. That I love you with all my heart, mind, soul, strength, thoughts, imaginings, reflections, contemplations. I love you with everything I am, everything that I hope to be, Lord God. I give you myself fully to you. You're the love of my heart. You're the lifter of my soul. You're the strengthener of my life. You are my provider and my sustainer. And in this season, I celebrate you. One of the keys to resurrection is a celebration. So all over the house, all over your house, I want everybody to lift holy hands. Just just lift holy hands. Amen. Glorifying God. Lifting up Jesus. Magnifying him. He's worthy of worship. Praise, honor, and glory. Give him glory. Celebrate him. In spite of the season. In spite of the prognosticators. You know, one, one, one while they're saying 240,000 Americans going to die. And then next thing you know, they're saying... You know, possibly 60,000. They don't know. God knows. And he can protect, protect and provide. So put your hope in God and things eternal to the glory of Almighty God. Allow him to restore your joy. If you're feeling a little melancholy, a little bluesy right now, allow the resurrection power of our God to renew you. To renew you. Allow the resurrection power of our God to renew you. Amen to enliven you, to refresh you to the glory of Almighty God. Let him make you over in his image. Let him have his way in your life, in your home, in your family. Just embrace him even more so in this season. And watch him transform your heart and transform your mind and 
transform your circumstances. What God can do, he can make the, on the other side of this a better time, a more blessed time, you know, a season that's where you're poised to enter a brand new season, a season where God is in the midst and he prospers you even more. So exercise the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, tap into it, love, joy, self-control, gentleness, kindness, patience, endurance. Say, God, if you ever feel a little lax, say, God, let the fruit of the Spirit rise up in me so I can have the overcoming power of God manifest in me and in others, and I can let my light shine. I can light it up like Jesus did on Resurrection Sunday when he walked out of that empty tomb with all power in his hands to let everybody know that he's over Satan and sin and selfishness and he's over the grave. He took the sting out of death for our benefit and we glorify and magnify you. Again, I want to invite somebody to make a decision. You can reach out to us on the internet at info at rejoicinglord.org. If you're making decisions, we like to reach out to you and, and, and minister to you. So send us an email. Amen. Message us on Facebook. Just say, hey, I'm recommitting. I'm reconnecting. I'm, I'm renewing. I'm dedicating. I'm rededicating my life to Jesus the Christ. I want to get connected to the church. You can make all those decisions. I need prayer in this season. You can, you can send out a prayer request. But in this season, connect and reconnect. Decide and redecide. Commit and recommit to the glory of Almighty God. Affirm and reaffirm your faith in Jesus the Christ. We glorify him. We magnify him. We lift him up for he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your benefits and for your blessings. We love you. Also, you know, respond to the invitation. We also want to encourage you to give. Amen. In this season, uh, Rejoice in the Lord Ministries, we kind of lean and mean. We only have nine uh, full-time employees. But in this season, we want to sustain those persons. We want to keep them engaged. We want to keep them employed. And so we're claiming for the resources. We're claiming through God and through your generosity to have the resources to maintain our staff, to maintain our obligations, to meet needs, praise God, to the glory of Almighty God, and uh, to uh, be a house of God that comes out even stronger on the other side. So we're going to read our, uh, our scripture, our giving scripture. Amen. <laughs>